Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Local people. Local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Larry Mullins, and here are today's top local stories. Oh, boy, he didn't make it, folks. Police say a man in his 40s who fell onto some subway tracks earlier today, hanging on for life for a minute there at a hospital about an hour ago. But as we go on the air, we've gotten an update. Newsman Mac Rosenberg live at the subway station where it all happened. Mac? And, Larry, it happened about two and a half hours ago, and... We just got word from police that this man lost his footing on the platform and has died after being taken to Bellevue Hospital, hit by that southbound D train about 1240 this afternoon. And for people who I spoke to on the platform, this is frightening, and it's something that has people like John Powers rethinking where they stand on the platform. You know, I used to look to see where the train, you know, and I do that more because, you know, recently there's been so many people on the tracks and pushed on the tracks and everything else, so I try to stand in the middle like I am now. And again, no criminality here. The man just lost his footing, according to police, and really any time of year, this area and the Herald Square station, usually pretty busy. That is the case today, and you've been hearing about some of those delays in our traffic reports. Again, the victim here, hit by that southbound D-train, has now died. Mac Rosenberg, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM, live at Herald Square. Hey, Mac, our thanks to you for that. Yeah, folks, stand way back behind that yellow line. Always stand all the way against the wall because you just never know. Tell you what, we'll continue following developments on that. Also, a follow-up today about that double shooting which left a father and son dead on Sunday. Police say the man who allegedly shot them, ID'd as Jason Pass, was himself shot and killed by police this morning. The NYPD says they spotted him driving a car on Bay 44 and that he got out of his car carrying a knife. Police say they tried to talk with him, but he allegedly lunged. NYPD Chief of Patrol John Chell. Mail for some unknown reason, in a full sprint, charged the officers. Our officers were forced to defend themselves, to stop the threat, and discharge their firearm, striking the subject four times. Three times in the chest, one time in the right leg. That's something else, isn't it, Wayne's family? This all started with a noise complaint. Mr. Pass, according to police records, had called 311 at least six times since last spring, complaining about the noise coming from his neighbor's apartment. Uh, spilled into the hallway Sunday, police say Pass opened fire, killing his 47-year-old neighbor and the neighbor's 27-year-old son. An investigation continues. They think Pass might have been a corrections officer, which is neither here nor there. But in any event, they've not confirmed that. We'll let you know more on that investigation as well. In other news, a multi-million dollar drug and gun stash found inside an abandoned home in Queens. Nobody had a clue 
about what was going on behind closed doors at 249-2788th Road in Belrose. Neighbors were surprised to learn that, although no one lived there, it was a stash house for drugs, heroin, and fentanyl. A lab for packaging them was in the basement. John lives on the block and feels pretty lucky. There's a lot of kids in the neighborhood, and I'm surprised that uh, nothing big happened. Queens DA Melinda Katz says eight kilos of heroin, fentanyl, and cocaine were found inside the house, along with one and a half million glassine envelopes filled with a drug combination for a total street value of 10 to 11 million dollars. We can't even begin to calculate how many lives would have been cut short. How many lives would have been ruined had these lethal narcotics and weapons hit the streets? Katz said the house was recently sold and a contractor made the discovery of the drugs when he was hired to take care of the place. Carol DiOria, 1010 Winds, and 92.3 FM in Belrose, Queens. In other news on this Wednesday, looks like Jersey City has its first candidate for the 2025 mayoral race in former New Jersey Governor James McGreevy. The NJ Globe reporting that this, uh, his team will officially announce his bid next Thursday, two days after the general election. That report coming after McGreevy filed of a campaign committee with the Election Law Enforcement Commission yesterday. They say they have his campaign slogan, The Change We Need. He's running for the seat left open by Stephen Fulop, who isn't seeking a fourth term, but is instead running for governor. That's one of the biggest events over here. The New York City Marathon is coming up Sunday. And with the conflict in the Middle East, the NYPD been on high alert now, especially around large events like this. Right now, they say there are no threats to be worried about, but they're still keeping an eye open. Heavy security is the norm for the New York City Marathon. Due to the heightened terrorist threat level, it'll be even more robust this year. Heavy weapons teams, explosives sniffing canines, radiation detectors. NYPD Deputy Commissioner for Intelligence and Counterterrorism, Rebecca Weiner. There will be mobile response teams in every borough who are ready to investigate tips or respond to any incidents as needed. Plain clothes personnel will be in the crowds to detect anyone who is acting in an anomalous or threatening manner. There will be hundreds of cameras mobile cameras and fixed cameras along the route. And if you bring a camera, make sure it doesn't fly. No drones allowed. Sean Adams, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM. Well, this next one just makes your head spin when you think about these children. A report which says the number of homeless public school students here in the city reached an all-time high last year. We're talking almost 120,000 babies, and at least some of that attributed to the influx of migrants pouring into the city. 119,320 city kids don't have a permanent home. That number from Advocates for Children of New York. This crisis isn't new, says AFC's Jennifer Pringle. This is the eighth year in a row where there's been over 100,000 students identified as homeless. Most of them are in the Bronx, but she says all but one of the city's community school districts have seen increases. There are 100 community coordinators who act as middlemen between schools and homeless families. They were hired last year and they have been a critical support for families and students. But funding for them is scheduled to run out by the end of this school year. Mac Rosenberg, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM. And we've reached out to the city for a response. Well, at a time when lawmakers are trying to curtail a rise in anti-Semitism in the wake of the war in the Middle East, word today that an East Harlem man accused of scrawling anti-Semitic graffiti on three East Side synagogues and an ambulance last summer is indicted. 21-year-old Lenny De La Rosa facing four counts of criminal mischief as a hate crime. That's according to D.A. Alvin Bragg's office. 
Bragg says synagogues are sacred places and people should be able to practice their faith safely, he says. He says we will not allow our houses of worship to be violated by hateful acts and we will not tolerate bias. The 21-year-old arrested August 16th after cops recognized his picture from a flyer. The mayor of Fort Lee, New Jersey, suing Uncle Sam and the MTA tonight over the congestion pricing plan, but the suit seems to focus more on concerns about pollution rather than money to get across the bridge. This new class action lawsuit has been brought by residents of communities like Fort Lee. They say congestion pricing will back up trucks here at the bridge, ramping up toxic pollution and cancer-causing fumes. Fort Lee's mayor, Mark Sokolich, says it's like Bridgegate all over again. Nine or ten years ago, we had to deal with our first responders jogging to their calls because they couldn't get through the traffic. People couldn't worship on the high holy days. They couldn't get to job interviews, their employment. And that was just because a couple lanes internally were closed. But could you imagine adding upwards of 20% volume to this bridge? It's going to be catastrophic from a quality of life standpoint. He says they'll keep fighting every single day to put the brakes on congestion pricing. Glenn Shuck, 1010 wins a 92.3 FM in Fort Lee. Their congestion pricing plan is supposed to kick in by the spring of next year, charging motorists a yet-to-be-determined price for driving anywhere south of 60th Street in the city. At the courthouse, Donald Trump Jr. is set to take the stand in his father's civil fraud trial. He'll most likely face questions about alleged efforts to inflate the value of the uh, Trump Organization properties under a microscope after claims that they were jazzed to fake out lenders and banks to get favorable interest rates and other breaks. Eric and Ivanka Trump are also expected to testify Trump himself expected to get up on the witness stand at some point, maybe next week. The lawsuit brought by uh, New York AG Letitia James goes into its second month. She says Trump exaggerated his wealth by billions, and she's seeking a minimum of $250 million in penalties. The judge has already ruled that Trump is liable. Now it's just a question of how much money he is on the hook for. Well, in battle, Long Island Congressman George Santos will find out tonight if he'll be voted off the congressional island. We've gotten word that the House plans to vote on that resolution to expel him. Five New York Republicans are part of that conference, asking that Santos be removed from the chamber, citing alleged lies, lies, and more lies. But more importantly, some 23 charges filed against him on everything from wire fraud to identity theft. He has pleaded not guilty to a sticky topic, though, because some folks are saying, why don't we just wait until after he's tried on these charges and then let the voters decide if he should stay or not? Santos went on the ex-social platform last week and says he's not resigning, says he's entitled to due process. We'll keep our ears to the ground, folks, and we'll let you know what happens here. And the mayors of five major cities, including New York, pleading to meet with President Biden over the influx of uh, asylum seekers into their cities. The leaders of Chicago, Denver, Houston, L.A., and New York sending a letter to the president saying they appreciate his current efforts, but they just don't go far enough. They say one major challenge is the lack of work authorizations, which is making it impossible for migrants to get permanent housing. Meantime, a bipartisan bill introduced today designed to make immigration court more kid-friendly and easier to navigate as it struggles to assist migrant children who cross the border without a parent. The bill will give special training to immigration judges and allow them to see a special children's-only docket along with connecting kids with legal services. Thanks for listening to the all-local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com, or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.